0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my good people. The global community that is here listening today, it is your uh, friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L., back at it again. Another movie watched. Another good time had at the local theater. Today, I speak to you, I don't know if you can call it an advanced screening, I don't know if you can call it, you know, just getting ahead of it, (laughs) I don't know. But to get to it, as you can probably see uh, by the description or the thumbnail, today's movie is the new David Fincher film, The Killer, uh, starring, starring Michael Fassbender. And to say that I was a bit excited to see what this movie was all about, is an understatement. Follow me here. So earlier in the year. Um, I forget what I was watching. It was some content on YouTube. It was um, a YouTube creator. Who's also. A, um, a Hollywood pro. A producer. Editor. Um, writer. Everything extraordinaire. Uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. Was speaking about. I believe they saw like the first 10 or 15 minutes of this movie at uh, CinemaCon. And he was excited about this because he's a big fan of David Fincher. And he likes Michael Fassbender as an actor. And I take Robert Meyer Burnett's advice very seriously, when it comes to genre film, uh, physical media, and a lot of other things, actually. Uh, I subscribe to his channel on YouTube, follower of his on the socials, so shouts to Robert Meyer Burnett for even putting this movie on my radar. With that being said, I've always heard of David Fincher's name. But to sit here and honestly tell you whether or not I've watched one of his movies in the past, I wouldn't be able to tell you. My memory nowadays is not what it used to be. So I can't sit here and say, hey, I'm a fan. This was a proper recommendation from someone I trust when it comes to movie knowledge and what good and bad movies are. And I'm also a fan of Michael Fassbender. So... Why not? Now, this movie was supposed to, I believe, be released during the summer. And it got delayed for some reason or so. And then now we get this movie in November. Because the first time I heard about it was like back in February, I believe. Um, And then I saw. RBMs talked through about this and I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm ready to, to bite on this. So let's hit the Rotten Tomatoes real quick because the movie has been out for quite a while on the festival circuit and things of that nature. So there's been a good number. Of critics who've been able to see the movie. Which as of right now. There's currently no audience score. For the killer. But 150. Critic reviews. Are at 90%. For the killer. Now you ask yourselves. Alright L. Here's the setup. What are you going to say? Well first things first. Um. I went to the Alamo Draft House. (laughs) I went to the Alamo Draft House to see this movie. Um, The Alamo is usually very good at um, framing movie posters of current films along the hallways. And the first thing I did when I got to the building, not the theater per se, but the building, um, I went down the escalators because... The Alamo is inside a multi-purpose building that has, uh, different types of businesses in it. Um, main floor has a Chase Manhattan bank and some other thing there on the main floor. Then the second floor has this, uh, pickleball court thing that opened recently. And then the third and fourth floor down, uh, has the Alamo draft house. I get down to the third floor. I snap some pictures of the exterior, go in, show my season pass. Yes, I have a season pass. go downstairs, take a flick of the interior of the theater or the or the the, the main foyer off the stairs and off the elevators too. Um, is there ode to an old school um, video? store, Uh, Kim's video, (laughs) I took a picture of it, it's on the socials as a matter of fact, you can follow me on socials, if I've never mentioned this before, I mention it now, you can follow me across all the socials, John L, YFNMG, that's J-O-H-N-E-L-Y-F-N-M-G, across all the socials, you'll recognize the new logo. If you look me up and search me. So I put it on the socials. Uh, took a picture of the, the open foyer there. The Kim's video thing. Um, I also took a picture of the Alamo Draft House front menu. And then the back of the menu that had the season pass. Shameless plug. Love going to the Alamo Draft House. I recommend it for people who are close to one. Um, they don't have your usual movie concessions. So, they have good bites, good eats, good, uh, I don't drink alcohol, but from what I paid attention to around me with other folks, seems like they have good drinks. <laughs> um, yeah, they have an array of different things. And mind you, they still have your regular movie fare. Popcorn and soda and and candy and stuff. So, uh, look for me on the socials. That's my goal going forward. Uh, Just taking photos of the different theaters that I travel to uh, around the city. And letting you guys know my process and stuff. So I'll be posting up some BTS stuff as well. On to the movie, yes. (laughs) The Killer. The synopsis reads, After a fateful Near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt he insists isn't personal. The reason as to why he insists that it's not personal is because he devotes himself to this mantra of complete and utter execution having no empathy, uh, leaving no stone unturned, and creating no ties, no bridges. He gets paid to do a job. He does the job. It's the best of his overly meticulous abilities. (laughs) And he goes on from there. To say that this film was interesting is to cut it short. There's so many different details in this movie. Not only in the idiosyncrasies of the main character. Right? Not only... The idiosyncrasies of the other characters involved in the movie. But just the happenings. Like for example, Michael Fassbender, the killer, quote unquote. We don't ever get his real name. He travels from country to country and state to state using different aliases. I popped, a.k.a. I laughed. Every single time, I was able to recognize a name he used while he was traveling about. He used names like Felix Unger. He used names like Sam Malone. (laughs) So okay, so I, I remember Felix Ungar. As a kid, I used to watch The Odd Couple, the 1960s, 70s show. Um, and I remember, the the titular, um, characters' names were was or Oscar and Felix. He used both of their names in different countries in different locations. Uh, the Sam Malone, uh, N- uh, nod to Cheers and Dead and uh, Ted Danson. <laughs> his character um and he used other names as well there that i recognize i recognize as well but i they're not coming to mind right now so that to me uh was uh was funny it was it was it was was cool to see him use these tv character names just to get across all these different countries where did this all start So he started in Paris. He was to do a job in Paris where he was supposed to kill it seemed like to be this wealthy man. Now, while he was hiding out in this building waiting to make this kill, it seemed like the job was delayed because the man he was supposed to kill Never got, let me rephrase. The man he was supposed to kill didn't get to the hotel when he was supposed to get there. He got there like days later. Fast forward, this rich gentleman, the Mark, gets to this high-end hotel. He's got all this beefed up security and he enters the hotel with a woman. We never necessarily get introduced to these characters. They're just put in our purview, and we know that the killer is supposed to assassinate this rich, older gentleman who is obviously having some sort of a, um, let's just say, encounter. With this, a uh, bodacious, a woman. Uh, to then find out, she gets in some dominatrix getup, she gets a paddle out or whatever. That's their scene. While that's going on, we see all the different meticulous things that the killer is doing, preparing to take this shot. As for the synopsis, this is when the shot gets missed. Instead of killing the older gentleman, like he was supposed to, he takes the shot, he got trigger happy, um, and he shot the Dominatrix wearing lady instead of killing the older man. Essentially, he is es- the killer escaped. Um he escaped unharmed. Nobody knew he took the shot. He took his gun apart in pieces, threw it away in different parts of the city, and eventually was able to clean up, shave up, use one of his many uh, passports and aliases, and then he took off to Dominican Republic. That's where it got personal. So the personal part was even though he always says to himself, have no empathy, right, for whoever he's killing, don't trust anyone around you, that sort of thing. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact lines right now. But when he gets DR, Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic seems to be one of his um one of his How do we say one of his safe houses, right? But in this safe house, it seems that he has a a love interest living in this safe house. By the time he touches down in the Dominican Republic, makes it to his safe house he finds his safe house in shambles and comes to find out that his love interest has been put in the hospital that's what makes it personal he then goes on this manhunt to hunt down the people who harmed his love interest and the manhunt was so strategic and so well thought out that he didn't miss a beat. He was able to get people to give him information, pertinent information that he needed to get to not only the people that did her harm, but to the person that essentially hired these people. To do her harm. And then. The people. Who connected. The person who hired. Said people who did this woman harm. Were the same people. Who. Would book him for jobs. Which was. The twist there. So he basically had to kill. The hierarchy. Of this. Assassin's order, right? The people who would give him jobs. And then he would hunt down the the client. Because essentially, the person who ended up hiring the people who hurt his love interest was the client who paid for him to assassinate the old man. All tying in in a nice Little knot, But how he went about systematically finding these people and or finding people around them to give him that inf- information to get to them, killing those people, then finding those it people, killing the it people, and then finally getting down to the nitty gritty getting to the client who essentially paid two times to the assassin's uh, cabinet. He paid for the initial job to get the old man killed. And then he had to pay again because the assassin's cabinet, the people who book him for these jobs, said that it's best if he misses and doesn't get the first job done. To take out some insurance. And the insurance policy was. Essentially. To get the assassin killed. Because. Obviously. The assassin's cabinet knew. Since he blew the shot. He would go to his safe house in Dominican Republic. The assassin's cabinet. Was basically setting up the assassin, a.k.a. the killer, to get killed by this secondary unit that the client insured, basically. It sounds convoluted. It sounds complex. But I thought within the elements of the movie, it was so well done. And Michael Fassbender being such a what what's the term that they use let me not use any politically incorrect terms this dude was overly obsessive with how he went about his work um if his job called for making the assassination or the kill look like an accident he would make it look like an accident. If it was just supposed to be a straight up assassination, he'd shoot somebody straight through the freaking head and get it over with. If it was supposed to look like a car accident, he'd make it look like that. If it was supposed to make it look like someone tripped and fell and had an accident, <laughs> he would make it look like that. He was that sort of an artist. So, as we continue on, in the movie there was so much not just depth to his character understanding certain scenes like he had all these different safe houses then he had a storage locker or storage lockers he explained during the scene that he has six different storage lockers around the country in the US that is with all different types of things. The one storage locker that he took us in, or took us to, in the movie, had money. He basically had an armory in this storage facility. Full of weapons, money, different passports with different names. Um, cleaning supplies, just in case he got his hands too dirty, he had to clean up a mess. Like, This dude was on top of everything. And when we initially see him miss that shot, you know, everybody has a bad day. But it seemed that the frustration and the irritation of the Mark getting there so many days later got to him on that level. Where he didn't wait for the dominatrix woman to move out of the way it would have been maybe a second later when she would have moved and he could have gotten a clean shot and he had clean shots before she even moved into the purview of his scope so he hesitated at first then when he went to go take the shot he took the wrong shot he had a bad day And due to the fact that he had a bad day uh, at at work, he didn't complete the job, he had to end up, (coughs) excuse me, sorry, he had to end up cleaning up his own mess, which essentially he did. Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, I'm going in roundabout about the story but I thought that it was just so well put together and that all the different characters in the movie um, played their part so well. It was, to me, it was straight out of like, this might be uh, too insider baseball for some folks. Or if you don't know, let me do my best to Give you some knowledge real quick. So I'm a comic book reader. Uh, I read graphic novels, comic books, uh, science fiction. Anything and everything in between. There's this one particular writer of graphic novels and comic books. His name is Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker tends to work with a specific artist. Uh, He draws... The majority of the comics. His name is Sean Phillips. I bring this up because the movie poster for *The Killer* looks exactly like something that Sean Phillips would draw. I bring up Sean. I bring up Sean Phillips to then bring bring up Ed Brubaker because this film just felt like one of ed brubaker's stories put on film and i'm not completely sure if i'm wrong about this i didn't do enough background on this movie to know whether or not david Fitch, if this was an original uh i mean david Fincher didn't write this movie Uh, The writer of this movie um, is, let me get this right. The writer of this movie is Andrew Kevin Walker. But this movie felt like so much like an Ed Brubaker graphic novel that it was in my wheelhouse because I love that sort of Noir-ish bent mind criminals who you who you have some empathy yet sympathy for, but then they're like these neurotic characters and also killers and or villains. These very complex characters that Bruce Baker writes and Sean Phillips. Pens. He draws them. So when I saw the the movie poster, I was like, "Okay, he can get commissioned to do a job." Don't get don't get me, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. But the story itself and how David Fincher brought it to life, I was like, "Am I missing something here?" This feels oddly familiar. So I need to go back and do some research on that because it's bugging me right now. So let me see something real quick. This, uh, no. So it was okay. It was so I have this book. It was called Killer Be Killed. So it wasn't the killer. So yet again the point I was trying to make was it just felt like a story that was very familiar to me, but just on film. So it felt like some of my favorite graphic novels of the last decade can definitely be translated onto film as long as you have a director like a David Fincher involved. Because I thought that this movie was great. I thought that this movie um, really did a good job of portraying someone who always had to finish what they start in one of the most particular and meticulous ways possible. And you'll never know who he really is. <laughs> oh, man. I hope that this in some way, that there's another, or there's more to this killer story. Um, maybe a future movie, I don't know, whatever. I mean, this is probably going to be a one-off, but at the end of the day, they can definitely do a lot with this. Uh, so this, folks, gets the YFNMG stamp of approval. another one so you know with how intense how tense this movie got the action scenes in the movie were super violent <laughs> but they uh they worked And it added a good element of suspense throughout the film. Because you never necessarily knew if Michael Fassbender's character was actually going to get to the end. Like, I thought at some part he was going to get killed off because he had to go after two different people. So I would have figured that the numbers game would have caught up to him. But he was ahead of everybody so he was just on a mission to tie up all those loose ends over his own fuck up that's quite the story man that's quite the story so that's my take folks that is my take on the new David Fincher film The Killer Um, from a stylistic standpoint I would say that the movie like most movies nowadays let me not say most at least most that I watch um stylistically from a cinematography standpoint I thought it was done awesomely um what really added to the movie was the score because it wasn't like some great orchestration or whatever the case is this was heavy notes of bass during very intense and suspenseful scenes that just added so much to the movie. And I was feeling it so much in the theater that it made me just be engulfed in the moment and getting lost in the fiction I was watching. And that's that's always super cool. So I wanted to add that to this as well. So anyways, folks, that has been The Killer. It has been I, your friendly neighborhood moviegoer John L. Telling you that you have a limited time to go watch this film. The release date for this movie uh, was on October 27th, which was a few days ago. Um, It is a limited release. I believe it's only going to be in movie theaters for maybe a week, 10 days. And it's only showing in limited theaters. But it will be viewable for streaming starting on November 10th on Netflix. Um, So look for it then. From a genre standpoint, this is considered mystery, mystery and thriller, action, adventure, crime. So for those of you guys who like that sort of thing, as I do, this movie is right up your alley. Anyways, folks, appreciate you always listening to my musings. I appreciate everybody out there who's a part of the YFNMG global community. Follow me on the socials, like I said. If you're listening to me via podcast form, as you probably only can, because I haven't even bothered with the YouTube lately. Um, leave me a nice review. Uh, where you can, and leave comments, do so. Uh, or. Or. Leave comments on the socials, and we can have conversation and discourse there as well. So be on the lookout, folks. More reviews coming in the weeks to come. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Be well, and stay safe out there. Peace, folks.